Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I got four guests on for these great guys they've been on before. It's phenomenal. We're going to talk to them about some rule changes. So let me introduce them first. Joe, how are you from Wax Packs and Whiskey? How are you, Joe? I'm doing swell. How are you guys doing today? Can't complain yet, right? <laughs> it's it's either too early or who's going to listen, right? Exactly. <laughs> we got Steve on. Steve's been on the podcast a couple of times. He's our traveler. Uh, he's been in 20 ballparks. He, Like he says, 10 of them aren't in use anymore. Um, he goes by Foul Weather Fan. Amazing stories, amazing content. Steve, how are you doing this evening? Doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this should be fun. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Thomas, uh, Thomas is up there. We got to have a Braves fan on, right? Because, you know, Thomas and I and, and I got another guy text all the time about different things. Thomas is phenomenal. He's been on. He's been on the Around the Diamonds. He's done a bunch of stuff. And so, Thomas, how are you this evening? You've forgotten the best part, fan of the 2023 World Series champion. I mean, come on, Atlanta Braves. 2023 <laughs> World Series champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. I heard you. I got it. No problem. <laughs> Joe's like, just let me play in October, past October 1st, okay? You know, let's just do it past October yes. 1st. <laughs> and then our final guest is, is the co-host of Around the Diamond. Um, Sam's on with us tonight. He's obviously a Giants fan. He's been on the podcast. He's been on lives. Just a phenomenal dude and uh, world, kind of a world traveler lately. He's been all over the place. He's been across the pond, and now he's back home. And I think he's driving, or his, his fiance is driving. So, Sam, how are you? Uh, it is always a pleasure to be on the podcast with the guys talking baseball. We are. I don't even know anymore. What, 21 days from spring training? It is a good time to be a baseball fan. Great time to be a baseball fan. So before we get started, Top Fan Rivalry followers, I want to make uh, a quick announcement. We announced it today on Instagram. It is going to go uh, live and go crazy. We are going to be doing watch parties all around the country um, this year. We have two of them already booked in Southern California. Uh, we got more to come in Atlanta, in Boston, in Philadelphia, uh, in hopefully in San Francisco and San Diego. Uh, they're going to be a lot of fun. So check the topfanrivalry.com website uh, for ticket information. And depending on the venue, some of them are, are announced already. Some of them have not been announced yet. Uh, but we plan on doing about 13 of these throughout the year. And, and I'm trying to make it Joe's way too in Boston so that we can we can have a good time, but we're going to be in New York. We'll be in Philadelphia. We'll be in uh, in Boston. We'll be uh, in Atlanta. Thomas is setting something up with us in Atlanta. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Come watch a game, you know, talk. We're going to try to do it with rivalry games, right? And hopefully we don't do it too late in the season because we know after, you know, August 1st, the Giants will be mathematically eliminated. Right, Sam? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's go. Question, yeah. Question. Well, we'll, we'll see. Well, we shall. We shall see. That's true. Question number one. We're gonna pose this one to Thomas. We're gonna let Thomas be our leadoff hitter right now. So, Thomas, what do you think about the the change in the shift rules? Mind you, for those of you that aren't familiar, you can't pass the bag. You have to have your your cleats on the dirt. So, Thomas, what do you think about the rule change to the shift? Personally, me, the way that I was raised in baseball, the way I was taught baseball, I hate the shift rule. 
I was always taught if they want to move over to the right side of the field, hit it to the left. You should be a complete hitter to be able to hit anywhere on the field at any time. So I think we're just handicapping the sport that has been so great when it comes to not bending the rules. Like when you see the quarterbacks in the NFL are being laid down by pillow so they don't get it rough in the passer. I like that baseball is pure in keeping the game the same. But, hey, the game is changing, so we'll see how it goes this year. I like the NFL (laughs) reference. That's amazing. There we go. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on the same rule? Uh, man, I agree with Thomas 110%. You're a professional hitter. Uh, go back in the 80s. Are you going to tell Tony Gwynn not to hit the opposite of the field? Are you going to tell Wade Boggs not to hit the opposite of the field? It, it's from line to line. you got the whole damn field to hit. Hit. You don't need the launch angle. Just hit the damn ball. And with that being said, Joey Gallo won't hit the ball. So. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, I'm sorry if you ever listen to this. Um, his name isn't Joe. Uh, his name is, uh, I don't know, we'll come up with something. Bob. Right. Yeah, Bob. There we go. He's Bob. All right. So, Steve, what do you think about this rule change with the shift? Um, I- I'm opposed to it uh, for quite a few reasons, but I, I can only give a couple here. Um, um, I believe it's arbitrary um, because the positions themselves on a baseball field already are a shift players are being positioned in the places on the field that will gain the defense, the most number of outs. Obviously you have to have players near a bag in order to make a play on them, you know, first base, et cetera. Um, But every game I've ever listened to on the radio, the announcers talk about, Oh, they're shading this guy to the left or this guy's a dead pull hitter, you know, bringing him in or pushing him. Yeah, so the the fielders uh, they're already in a shift, you know. And then um, shortstop, I think, is even named after a shift. You know, there was a hole in the left side of the infield. Most batters are right-handed back in the eighteen hundreds, and they wanted to stop that ball short from going in the left field. So I like you know. it. I, you gotta love the history aspect of it, right there, right? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, Sam, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think everyone really brought it full circle. You got an NFL reference. You got history. You you brought it all around. I mean, <clears throat> I'm I'm happy they're eliminating it. You know, it it needed to be done. Uh, I think I think the basics of the rule are fair enough. You know, you can go up to the you can go up to the middle of the infield, or you can go up to you know, shortstop can go up to you know, the middle of the bag at the top of the diamond, second can't go past the top of the diamond. Feet got to stay on the ground. Feet got to stay in the dirt. I think that's the fairest way you can make it. And, you know, Steve's right. The, everyone is already in a shifted position based off what their role is on the field. So, you know, to you know, I think adding additional shifts, you're right. People are not looking at becoming full-rounded hitters anymore. They're looking at it as how can I hit to my advantage and eliminate everything else. Be a full round, be a be an all around hitter. You know, uh, you talk to a guy like Willie Mays. Yeah, Willie Mays will say, "My job was to hit it anywhere on the on the field and get the ball in play. That's it. That was my job. When I was at offense, I had to get the ball in play. I needed to be able to hit in. I needed to be able to hit out. I needed to be able to hit lines. 
whatever the case may be. So I, I think you're right. It needs to, it needs to be well-rounded. You need to be able to just deal with the position you're playing. You don't like the position you're playing, go play a different position. But I mean, at this point, what are you going to do? Keep adding more rules to make it like even shorter? It, you know, let's just call this darts and be done in an hour. I mean, what the hell? Okay, so there you go. I like it. So now the second question we're going to take on, because it has to do with this, is how do you think, and Joe, we're going to start with you. Mm-hmm. How do you think this is going to affect some of the hitters? Um, you mentioned Joey Gallo. Uh, you know, most of these southpaws can't go opposite field if they try. Like if somebody paid them, they can't go opposite field. So what do you think? Well, for like Joey Gallo, I think Joey Gallo, he's just not a contact hitter. So he, he's going to be, he's like the Dave Kimming, Chris Davis, those kind of guys, all or nothing. Uh, people like maybe like Kyle Tucker, maybe like Muncie, as you, you know, uh, talked about before. I think that, that'll help them out. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Just, I'm still, like I said, a fan of, old 80s baseball even before that and just like how sam said about willie mays putting the ball in play put it in play let let the fielders field let them make the error make the out i mean it's i hate i hate the all or nothing it's just that it's not like a game with inside the game it's basically trying to watch him run derby if i want to watch him run derby i'll, I'll turn on the midsummer classic and watch him run derby. that's how i feel yeah, it's it, agreed. Um, hey, if we're going to play 80s baseball, can you bring back the bullpen cars? I like those things. Oh, yeah. Do that and have me time to sort of be up, be up the uh, fanatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the bullpen car, right? Jake Taylor takes it to go chase after his, <laughs> his girlfriend in Major League. There you go. <laughs> Scott, how do you feel that – I'm sorry, Steve. How do you feel that this is going to affect these players? Some of these – Cody Bellinger, uh, Chris Davis is a perfect example from from Baltimore, right? I mean, obviously not now, but perfect example. How do you think these uh, this affects? Yeah, um, uh, just to clarify on the previous one, um, we might have a couple of double negatives here, but I, I'm opposed to banning the shift. I believe players should can should be able to play anywhere on the field they want to. Right. Um, so. What I find interesting about this is is that um, I think it's actually going to result in more of the same. This is a discouragement to batters to hit the other way, because if if they're not allowed to play in your field of strength, there's no way you're going to learn how to hit it the opposite way. So I, I think it's only going to result in more of the same. And w- one of the things that I, I, I see a contradiction in baseball philosophy here, because Major League Baseball has been pushing, let the kids play. But what is letting the kids play? If you want to have 10 guys out in short right field, that's or nine. That's fine. Yeah. So I just, I see it's going to be the same. It's going to be more of the same. Players are going to hit where they've been hitting. Now they'll have one fewer fielder, you know, so they'll be you know, doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Sam, uh, your thoughts on how this affects different players? 
Uh, I mean, players that were heading into the shift aren't going to have to worry about seeing three guys on one, two, on one side of the field anymore. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, I think it's forcing people to have to be more courageous with their bats almost where you're, you know, you don't know where the ball is going to go at this point, obviously anyway, but when you got three guys to one side of the field and you're being, and you're kind of forcing it to hit it to the other side, now you're not going to have to worry about that. So where are you going to hit it? Who are you going to trust to make, you know, you now have to hope that these guys play their positions as well as they play their positions. It, I look at the I look at the shift as being like, okay, they're weak on one side of the field, so they need to load it up. Well, you shouldn't be weak on one side of the field. You should be strong on that side of the field. You should be strong on every side of the field. If you're good at your position, you shouldn't need to bring an extra player over. <laughs> you know, you should be able to cover that area. That you know, adding that extra guy, it it it's better on the defense than it is on the offense because defensively you're ensuring more of an opportunity to get the out. Now it makes it even. Now it's okay. Now I don't have to worry about that third guy. I have to really put the ball in play and hope that the defender isn't as good at his position as he's a, as he is. So, you know, I, I think there's positives and benefits on both sides of the coin. It's not ever going to be a perfect science and no one's ever going to be happy about what it is. But I think this, I think eliminating the, this this extent of the shift is at least bringing it back to as close to an even playing field as possible. Nice, nice, Thomas. Uh, your thoughts on this uh, this side of the topic? Uh, it I, again, I I just don't like it. It's it it. it looks at the integrity of the game and it, it harms it. And I just wish we could go back to the original baseball back in the seventies, back when the game was the purest, back when everyone was not in steroids, back when it, it was entertaining to watch. And we're just putting too many rules into the game. And I want to go back to just letting the game play itself. So I, I just don't like the rule change. You know, it, it's funny that, everybody's in agreement, including myself on this. I, I wonder how I, I love to see, see um, the, uh, as they're coming up the, the grading system that they do with these different guys. Right. I, I can't imagine a scout is Cody Bellinger hits the ball a long way. She can't hit the left field. Yada, yada, yada. And Thomas, to your point, I'm going to mention a name that you know very well. And Freddie Freeman, they, I don't know why they ever shift on that guy. They were shifting to right field this year, and Freddie would just hit double in the left center field gap. He'd just go the opposite way. I can't imagine that scouts are looking at and saying, hey, go go sign this guy for $7 million and a signing bonus. And then, oh, by the way, he can't hit to the opposite field. right? But let's bring him up right away. So somewhere along the lines, these guys forgot. How do you forget to hit? But I, they forgot something, right? I mean, I just maybe that's just me. But I, what do I know? So, so we're gonna talk. And I got some very strong opinions about this. I'm gonna share one that uh, Sam and I talked about on the Around the Diamond this week. 
when we're done with this next topic. But this next topic is talking about thoughts on the universal DH. And so, um, Steve, why don't you lead us off on that? What are your thoughts on the universal DH? The DH being in both leagues. Now we've had it for a year. What are your thoughts? Um, well, just let me say first, I'm old enough to remember the American League when it didn't have the DH. So I was like, I was nine when they adopted it. I was opposed to it then. I thought it was crazy. Uh, you know, I still am. I would rather have a um, both leagues different than to have a universal DH. I mean, there was some, you know, arguing during World Series time and who, you know, who does it help and what do we got, you know, and that kind of stuff. So there was like, you know, two different styles of baseball that each league played. And I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was different. So um, I, I'm not a big fan of the DH to begin with at all. And, um, you know, the universal DH, I just, you know, I, a lot of what was in baseball, when people talk about strategy and everything, now it's lost in both leagues. That's how I see it. So I'm, I'm really not a fan of it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting points. Thomas, take us through your thoughts on that. All right. So, of course, Braves are in the National League. Uh, I prefer having the pitchers hit. I like having that difference between the National League and the American League. And just for everyone out there listening, if you can remember who got the last silver slugger ever in the National League, that will be Max Freed for the Atlanta Braves. So that will always be the last award. He will always have that. He will put that on his mantle. He's the last pitcher to ever get a Silver Slugger award. So congrats to you, Max Freed. Hopefully you'll be listening to this sometime in the future. But it's Call, call your boy Joey that- Gallo, too. Joe, uh, Bob has got something to say <laughs> to him, too. <laughs> I just love that it made the leagues different from the American League and National <laughs> League, and now there's really nothing different from the American League and National League. And if you're going to be a professional – baseball player even as a pitcher you should be able to swing the bat and I like how the Braves they they started this well before the universal DH they would sometimes put the pitching position in the eight hole and they'll have a another lead off Harris last year batting him at the bottom of the lineup flips the lineup over and you don't have that automatic out anymore but you should be able to have that with the pitcher. The pitcher should be able to lay that butt down. Pitcher should be able to hit that sacrifice fly. Pitcher should be able to swing the bat no matter where they are in the lineup. Yeah. Well put. Well put. My yeah, that, that was awesome, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for the Sorry, passion. I love really it. Cool. <laughs> Sam, your thoughts. <sighs> Beat Thomas, by the man, way. Man, if my dad was on. You know, Bill, we, we've had been and, and I am in full agreement with everyone on the fact that we baseball has now conformed to be the same across the board. And it, it has ruined the game. It realistically has ruined the game. You know, I remember a time where didn't – and I would – and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there was a point in time where the all-star game actually meant something as well. You know, the all-star game used to be the winning – The it didn't used to be like it is now where, okay, the team 
team that had the, is the team that gets the most games in the World Series. It used to be whoever, whatever the league wins the All Star game, hosts is the you know is the four game World Series host. You know, having the DH only in the American League. I was not around when it. There was no DH at all, Steve. I'm sorry. I, I, I do. I wish I was there for that. I would have loved to see these American League pitchers, you know, swinging a bat. But, you know, you if you talk to any old, old pitcher, you know, from the 60s or 70s, you know what they'd say? I went out. I pitched, I pitched nine innings. I swung the bat. I rested. And then I got up in three days and I did it again because that was my job. My job was to swing a bat and throw a ball. You know, you taking the, you know, you want to make certain rules static across the entire league. I understand that. But having one league have a hitter, a designated hitter, and one league having the pitcher hit, I always, one that I always, my heart, baseball would never come. Really, Sam, you sound like a robot. For a long they have And that was Robot Sam, everybody, if you were curious. <laughs> yeah. Bad connection, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joe, Joe, your thoughts on, on the university. See, being an American League guy, you're probably like, eh. But you're, you're on with four National League guys, so it's one of those things, right? Got uh, here. So with that, yeah. So with that being said, uh, I I love I love not having a DH in the National League. The other three major sports: NBA, NFL, NHL. Uh, both sides are, are are the same, you know. Five on the ice, eleven on the field. You know, and five on the court, all the same players. Nothing special about it. This gave the the other league something more unique. It was something different. The curiosity of you know, of somebody else. Like, oh, okay, well, they all have the DH. Like, no, the National League didn't. You know, National League. You you watch the pitcher hit. You know, and you also had pitchers that could rake. Uh, you know, currently what bad bump Drake. Uh, Granky, Greg could, could hit. Even uh, Jacob Degrom, he was uh, you know, slugging. You know, Max Fried, all those guys used to be able to rake. And you know, John Spolson and Greg Maddox said best chicks dig the long ball. I mean, come on. So that was a great commercial, but, by the way. Braves that was a great commercial. Braves pitchers too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey guys, deal. I am sorry if I was breaking up in sound and staticky and like a like a broken microphone. Uh, you know, AirPods technology. What are you gonna do? No problem. Uh, but ultimately, the point of the matter what I was trying to say is that I'm fully against it, and I hate the fact that there's a university age in both leagues. There you go. There you go. By the way, the MLB Network just did a thing, Joe. Gosh, maybe a month ago, where it had best commercials or something like that. And that uh, commercial was on there. Nice. Uh, the Chicks Dig the Long Ball commercial. And I had forgotten about it. And, you know, I'm still trying to teach my wife different baseball terminology. And she's like, I don't get it. 
Don't worry. <laughs> You're fine. You're good. You're fine. All right. So final question, Sam, we're going to lead off with you uh, on this final question. Um, final question. How does this affect, and, and I'm going to say it in two parts. I'm going to add something to it. Um, so give me your 30 seconds, uh, fellas, on this one. So one, how do you think the Universal DH affects the National League? And do you think it extends the careers of some guy? So that, you know, that could be the ultimate question. So Sam, go ahead. Um, I, I think this affects the National, I mean, I don't think this affects the National League as much as people think it's affecting the National League. If anything, I think it helps pitchers in the National League not hit. It, it takes an element away from their game of having to learn. You know, the next thing you – honestly, the next thing you're going to start seeing is kids that decide they want to be pitchers will never hit. Kids will never – that are pitchers starting in Little League in the future, you will see – I'd probably say within the next three to five years, if they become a pitcher, they're not hitting the ball. They're not even swinging a bat. They're not even picking one up. You won't see them at a batting cage. Not at No. Their team will go, and they'll go pitch. And that's it. Um, I, I think the only thing that this affects is the fact that, again, it takes it to that even playing field stance that the American League and the National League are the same. That that's all it is. It ruins an area of the game where there's now uniqueness and individuality in certain aspects. Um, in regards to extending players' careers, I don't think this is gonna. Ex- I mean, it's gonna extend players' careers that aren't able to play in the field as much. I mean, this isn't really gonna affect like, you know, a pitcher. I mean. The only people this is going to impact are fielders that, you know, may have, like, I would say the position you're going to see this impact the most is catchers. You will see catchers playing longer than any other position now because now a catcher, like, like Buster Posey probably could have played an extra three years and not retired if the universal DH had been in effect a year earlier. You know what I mean? Like, you're now going to see those guys that have those hip problems that are in the squad all, that are in the squad for 162 games. A uh, guy like, you know, like Adley Rushman, uh, you know, uh, Pete, all, all these guys. They're Will Smith. They're not – they're going to get to – by the time they're 35 and they can't get in the squad anymore, you're going to see them playing an extra – eight years just as a DH and all their focus is going to be is swinging the bat and maybe if they need to play first base once every two weeks. Here you go. Here you go. Um, good. I like that. I like that. Thomas, what do you think? I'm going to start this off with the quote from the little league world series that everyone has heard before. My name is big Al and I hit fingers. You're going to have a lot more of those players starting out because all they're going to do is go up there, learn how to swing the bat, not have to worry about playing the field, and all they're going to do is learn how to hit the ball. That's it. I don't like this, but I see how it's happening. Look at the Braves' big ball of chain right now, Marcel Azuna. Marcel Azuna cannot play the field to save his life right now. If he does listen to this, Marcel, this is Thomas Brown. I am a Braves fan, and I know you're a liability in the field. So you're going to see a lot of those players that cannot play defensively 
play a lot longer in, in the MLB. Ooh. And I personally don't like it. If you are a professional player, you need to be able to play the game in all aspects of the game. So that's my two cents on it. I love it. I love it. Steve, what do you think? Um, I see this less of a, of a specialty thing with hitters. I see it more of it uh, as a platooning tool. Uh, they're rotating guys in and out of lineups. They're giving a guy a break from the field. And they're having, you know, they DH for one day. Um, so I, we don't we don't have Hank Aaron and Reggie Jackson and uh, the whole list of big, you know, Don Baylor, all the big American League DHs in baseball right now. There are some, but I just see a lot of players being rotated in and out. Um, there's a guy uh, a couple of years ago, a guy did a thing where he said the statistically – all of the DHs in the American League combined for a 229 average. And I mean, to me, that tells me we don't even need a DH. I mean, and he was trying to use it as a tool of excitement, but these guys can barely scratch the Mendoza line. And it's why not let pitchers hit? And the other thing is, pitchers pitch so few innings now that they never get to bat anyway. I mean, how many pitchers have, have batted? You know, you. you you pitch an inning, you, you put a guy in depending on where the pitcher spot is in the lineup and you double switch. And I mean, you can pretty much plan to not have a hit or hit, you know? So if you're only, you're only pitching five innings or sometimes four and a half, you may get one at bat and that's all the pitching. That's all the pitchers you're going to have up at the plate. Yeah. It, it's interesting to me how, so I watched a documentary about Nolan Ryan that's on Netflix. I'm sure you guys have seen it or at least heard about it. And there's a, a part in there where, um, you know, they were interviewing one of the pitching coaches or or they were interviewing Nolan. And to your point, Steve, like he goes out there to go get Nolan or at least talk to him. And he goes, how you feeling? He goes, better than that F and BS you got in the bullpen back there. So just go F and sit back down. <laughs> and the guy just patted him on the fanny and then just took off, went and sat back down. And Nolan ended up finishing the game. Um if you go in and you watch Fernando Valenzuela's no-hitter that he pitched in 1990, very first thing that Vince Scully says is Valenzuela has thrown 109 pitches. He's still got plenty in the tank to finish this inning. And that was to start the ninth. You don't have that anymore. So like you say, the pitchers aren't pitching to the extreme anymore. So the, the DH is, becomes an interesting thing. Um, Joe slash Bob, take us take us home on this uh, this one. Uh, yeah, I feel like the, the universal DH needs to they mean, go back to the American League. Uh, it feels like it's like an all-time pitcher. You know, like you're you're playing backyard baseball with your dad or your uncle or whoever. Like, all right, I'll be all-time pitcher. You guys can hit and play the field, you know. They, they might as well just give the pitchers a, a, a case of beer, let them sit out on the mound, let them <laughs> throw some BP, you know, get – have make sure nobody gives on the other side of the base. Keep your cleats on the dirt, and call it twenty twenty three MLB. Oh my gosh! So Joe, you led me to my 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 final thought on this. Is I'm wondering when Manfield's gonna uh, or Manfred's gonna come out and say, "Okay, everybody." And I said this on Sam with Sam on the round that I'm. Everybody's got to play three innings and get at least one at bat. So that it's all fair, <laughs> like in Little League, right? I mean, when are we going to see this? So everyone will get a participation trophy at the end of the season. Don't you worry. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? Uh, Sam brought up a good point. He, he says one of these days we're going to see kids only, only, only pitch. That's already happening. They're called POs, pitcher only. And yeah. my my son, he's a senior in high school, but throughout travel ball, like past three, four years, those kids exist already. They're pitchers only. Yeah. And and see, that's the point. It's it's going to ruin the integrity of the game because what happens if the guy get this kid gets to college and he's a good player but he's not a college level pitcher. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, if you convert to a different position and really do well at that, then we'll use you there. But you can't hit because you haven't been hitting for the last however many years you've been playing ball. So you're, you're at a disadvantage. I think everyone needs to be able to throw the ball and swing the bat. You don't have to throw the ball like a pitcher throws, but you gotta be able to throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, the reason why I asked you guys on here, and so for for you Top Fan Rivalry followers that are listening to this, driving to work or wherever you're listening to it, these four guys are baseball purists, and they've got fantastic baseball knowledge. So please, by all means, um, I, please, by all means, follow them. So you got Wax Packs and Whiskey, that's Joe slash Bob, right? Um, Thomas, who didn't care about calling Alsuna out, which is awesome. Uh, and so he's at Fred Thomas 05. Uh, Sam's at Grand Slam Sam. And then Steve is at Foul Weathered uh, Fan. So please follow these. They've got great baseball content. Joe is hilarious with some of the stuff that he posts about baseball cards. And I just love it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, so it, I, I just absolutely love it. So you guys are great for being on. The reason why I asked these guys on is because these guys would get involved with this topic. So, fellas, let's do this again. Let's just do it on the defensive side. Why don't we put the same band of brothers together and we'll talk about the pitching and how long it Valdez is only going to have like 20 seconds in between, you know, pitches instead of <laughs> nine and a half minutes rubbing his arm <laughs> and checking his hat and his feet and everything. We can definitely make that happen. There you go. There, or Luis Garcia rocking the baby to sleep before he yeah. pitches. <laughs> yeah, now we're on the ball. The, yeah. the human <laughs> sprinkle delay. There you go. <laughs> so, top fan rivalry followers, uh, you'll when you hear this, it'll be the, the 24th of January. We're grateful that you listen. By the way, uh, feel free to go on topfanrivalry.com, look up the watch parties, register. Some of them you can already register for, so register for some of them. Some of them are going to be phenomenal where we're going to provide some appetizers, maybe some drink tickets. Some of them won't allow us to do that. So um, it's just going to be just a straight up watch party, but we're going to have a good time. We're looking forward to seeing every one of you out there. Fellas, stick around for one second. And, but I'm so grateful for you guys being on. We'll do this again. Have a good night. All right. Thank, Thank you, guys. Peace.